And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. David Wright. David, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. No complaints at all. Uh, uh, how was your previous week, man? Any takeaways? The previous week was pretty good, man. Um, some good developments, I think, in, in my in career part of life. Um, had a good opportunity to see family, to see friends. You know, last you know, my week has been pretty good. Not too much to complain about. You know, things are things seem to be pretty positive these days. That's good, man. What's some call? That's a it sounds like a really good holistic week. Yeah. So for the people at home, man, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is David Wright. Um, I was originally born in St. Louis, Missouri. Lived there for eight years, then made the move to Connecticut, where my parents had grown up and all of our family was. Um, and since eight years old, I was living in Cheshire, Connecticut for the next 20 years or so. Um, so that's basically when I tell, when people ask me where I grew up, I say I grew up in Cheshire, Connecticut. Uh, from Cheshire, I went to University of Connecticut. And then from the University of Connecticut, got a string of marketing jobs. And, uh, um, you know, from now, fast forward about seven, eight years later, and I'm here today. So. Um, besides work, I love sports. I love music. I'm a DJ, um, and I make beats. But I haven't made beats in a little bit. But I know if I just you know took the time to do, I can still do it. Um, yeah, hopefully that's a good good synopsis. Yeah, man. No, I, I really appreciate that. So, like, to just kind of dive in here, um, as you mentioned beforehand, you had like a string of marketing jobs. Like, what inspired you to kind of like pursue that? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, no, I don't mind sharing that at all. Um, it's actually kind of funny because I feel like most people in the situation probably have like an answer that's something like, you know, I, I always knew I wanted to do this or, you know, but for me, I, nothing really inspired it. I think, you know, what inspired it for me was being in my junior year of UConn and not having decided on a major. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I right, well, you gotta, <laughs> you're gonna have to pick something or you're not gonna graduate, bro. Um, so I, I majored in sports marketing simply because I like sports. Um, there's really no more logic or thought that went into it than that, which is probably a bad thing, but it got me, you know, it got me in a good position. So um, I went to sports marketing and then from there, I just started getting a lot of marketing jobs. Like I worked at an event marketing company I worked at a startup um, where I did marketing for um, a, a mobile app for people living with diabetes that were trying to exercise. Um, I've worked at Travelers and now I work at the Hartford Insurance now. So been around, been doing a lot, but but to answer your original question, there was nothing that inspired me. I was, I was just like, ah, oh, damn, I got to pick a major. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so, like, if you could, like, paint a picture for me around, like, what marketing looks like, because, like, when it, like, just as you said, like, um, individuals who, like, get into marketing or get into, I guess you could say, like, the advertisement industry or anything of that nature, 
they have some like, oh, I've always wanted to do this because like, you know, whether it was I like uh, art or I like drawing and I, I really wanted to or I like creating like ad campaigns and, you know, different things of that nature. Like, I'm curious around what that experience has been like for you, because like even as you were mentioning, like the various jobs that you've had, like it's been within different kind of industries, you know, and so how right. has that um experience kind of um defined your career in the sense of like um creating your passion or even like interest towards it that's a good question um you know so i guess i can answer your first question marketing entails you know a lot of psychology and trying to put your your self in the place of the buyer or the consumer Mm -hmm. um so whether whether you're selling whether you're trying to market or promote an event or a mobile application or insurance you know you're always trying to put yourself in a position and it requires a lot of psychology and empathy right so it's a question that you're often asking yourself is if i were the consumer what would i want to see hear feel um and think about this product this service or things like that um, and I'm sorry, your, your second question was what again? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, I, I think that that's really interesting. So like, just to, to pause real quickly around what you just touched on there, as far as just like, um, the psychology aspect of it, like, um, and this kind of goes into, um, restating my second question, but like, you know, you got into this career and like, you were like, oh, I really need to like pick a major. I'm in my third year of undergrad, like something's got to give, you know? Right. Um, and then you get into this industry and like, it's this kind of hodgepodge of stuff because like, it's not only just the artistic yeah. aspect of it and like um, being able to put good images together or put words together. Like you really got to be intentional around like the psychology around, um, what is the intent is always for the consumer right and so like put yourself as right. you were stating in the mind of the consumer so it's kind of engaging both sides of the brain at the same time like that artistic form with the um psychological empathy form as well and like yep. with you you know triaging through these various different like industries like starting off with like a little bit of the sports marketing, then getting into like uh, event marketing, working for like uh, a particular healthcare app and things of that nature. Like how has that, these various experiences engaged you on like a interest standpoint or like how has it like developed or like, how would you say? Um, yeah, how, it has, how has it developed your interest within the field that, you didn't even know that you were going to be interested in to begin with. That's a really good question. Um, I've learned a lot just from having these different marketing jobs. Um, so I think, so I think it's, it's emphasized a few of my interests that I think, you know, maybe I was like, I think I like this, but I'm not sure. So, um, to your point. So my first job when I was doing event marketing, a lot of graphic design, um, and that, that was a thing that I was like, I really like doing this. Um, I'm a good writer. So I, I had a lot of 
chances to do copywriting and things like that and being in a marketing role and, and having to wear uh, so many different hats because depending on where you are and where you're working, sometimes some some marketing you know jobs it's like we need you to just do a lot of design work or some we need you to do marketing strategy we need you to do copywriting um, so being able to wear these different hats you know maybe realize that I like graphic design I like writing um, and also you know which is kind of the next step in my career has led me to understand that I really like UX or user experience, um, which really dives more into websites and mobile applications and things like, like that. So as time has gone on, I think I've realized that maybe marketing isn't my passion. You know, I don't see myself being a CMO or, you know, a director of marketing or anything like that. But as time has gone on, I've started to realize okay, you know, I like this graphic design stuff. I like user experience. I like writing. I like the empathy and psychology and sociology that goes into these different things. And, you know, candidly, as I've gotten farther and farther in my career, and probably just as I've gotten older, I've realized that I want to apply these, these skills and concepts to um, a product or service that, that contributes to like the betterment of the world if that makes sense so it's it's been good man it's i've learned a lot and i've acquired a lot of skills and like i said i've also learned things that i don't like and there are certain parts of the marketing job where i'm like you know i don't know if i can see myself doing this for the rest of my life but there are a lot of things that i've become very interested in and like i said like i'm you know about to take a user experience certification class so there are a lot of things that i've walked away with yeah, no, that's really cool. So like um while you were talking about that like I I thought that was really interesting like as far as this kind of experience of going into marketing helped um not necessarily define but help highlight as far as the different interests that you had as far as like with graphic designing, writing and like user experience and like um really and truthfully like I I think that from like a marketing standpoint, it's really like, it's an artistic form, right? Like regardless right. if the marketing is just like um, a flyer, uh, a picture, um, some type of commercial, anything of that nature, you're plugging in a particular individual and like utilizing like that, as you were mentioning the graphic designing of um, what colors would be most interesting, what words would be most appealing to like the person and what is this overall experience that the user is going to have, whether it's like whether they're walking up to the picture or walk, watching a 30 second commercial ad. And so, like, right. uh, I'm curious around, like, when you are like going through your particular process, like, how do you um, I guess you could say get in that mind of that individual? Um, I know it probably depends on the customer, but like, how do you like put yourself into their shoes? It's a good question. Um, there are a couple of different ways that you can go about it. I think one, I've always been a pretty, you know, empathetic person. I've always been good at relating to other people and understanding um, their wants and needs and points of views. But aside from that, you know, there are tools and I guess maybe methodologies that you can go about as a marketer to get a better understanding. Like, you know, if you really want to get into the mind of 
let's say, for example, I was working on a music festival and I was trying to promote and market a music festival. Well, if you had, you could do a lot of research and you could do a lot of um, interviews, right? Or you, you could just do a lot of things to get information about the demographic that you're going to be serving. So like, what is the age? What is, what are the, what is the age range? What is the um, dispersion of women, men um, that are going to be attending the, the festival? What are their education levels? What are their interests? You could really start to like really narrow this down. Um, and this is where it gets kind of crazy about all the data that you can really find out about people. But yeah, curating that experience I mean, requires like having the information about who these people are, like why they're here, why they enjoy this. And then on top of that, once you get the research, you can really just start to do little things like, I don't know, sometimes I just do simple Google searches, like what, you know, so for again, like this example of the music festival, I could just be, I could just Google, you know, what do music festival attendees expect at the event? So I could just, I could Google Coachella or Lollapalooza or things like that to get an understanding of, okay, so they do this, they do this, they do this. I think they can improve on this. This seems like a waste of time. And you can really start to curate and get an understanding of not only what the consumer expects, but what you can also provide on top of that to um, gain customer loyalty or to just gain, you know, more people attending your event. So in summation, you can, you can do research, you know, you can really, really do quantitative and qualitative research. You can ask questions to people who attend the events and you can also just try to put yourself in a position to be like, if I was attending this music festival, what would I like, you know? And, Sometimes it, you know, works out pretty well when you have all those things together. Yeah, no, I, I find that to be really interesting. I, I can't, while you were talking, it reminded me of this book that I read that was talking about like um, how, you know, really and truthfully from a marketing standpoint, a lot of it deals with like how data is, um, um, what the data says and data analytics has been like really instrumental around just changing the game for a lot of different industries, but specifically within marketing as well. And like it gave the example of two kind of examples, one like with grocery stores as far as even how they organize, like um, where, how would you say like um, certain aisles are at, what's going to be going to be on display whenever you first walk through that door based upon like the data that they've received of what essentially people buy whenever they join those kind of loyalty programs and like taking that information and like using that to um, create specific type of mailers to like organizations or not organizations, but to people um, what emails you send. I mean, like we see it every day with uh, uh, social media and like, um, just even our phones, like the type of ads that we receive based upon like what websites we go to, what pages we follow, yep. you know, it's really interesting. Algorithms. Yeah. All of these various different algorithms and like being that kind of um, algorithm yourself and taking that human humanistic aspect to it and applying that to it to create, as you were saying, like this whole user experience of not only what the customer expects, but like what that additional that you can bring on to and like mm -hmm. 
to me, so one of the things I want to touch on is like you mentioned earlier as far as like doing something that contributes to the betterment of the world. And so like I'm interested, like what is something that you're like um, passionate about in the sense of you want to address this, um, say, disparity um, and like how you want to apply like this skill of marketing um, to that aspect and like what your I guess you could say kind of goals are for that wow um, so I'll give you a few hopefully nobody steals these ideas um, <laughs> but I'll give you a few things like you just I, so I I commonly I've gotten to the ha the habit of just if I have an idea I'll just write it down in my notes um, so in terms of things that I would love to do for the betterment of the world so one example is, and this was inspired by my oldest sister having a child about a year ago, having a daughter. You know, you hear a lot of things about the disparities in healthcare as a, as you know, people of color, and especially specifically as it relates to Black people, um, particularly when it comes to childbirth. So one of the things that I was thinking about as my sister got, you know, was preparing to have her baby and, and, you know, I'll be honest, like, I guess I was a little bit worried considering all the things that I've heard about, um, the treatment of, of black mothers and, and just, you know, black people in the hospital system. Um, the one thing that I started thinking about was resources for my sister. And so one of the, so like one of the ideas that I had was what if there was a, I guess a mobile app or a website that was contributed to by doctors, nurses, surgeons who are people of color and, and this website services strictly people, well, not strictly, but its main purpose is to service people of color, right? So um, a website where expecting black mothers and can go to and know that they're hearing from women who are doctors, but also know that what they're going through on a personal level and a medical level. I think that could be substantial because I'm sure a lot of the research that my sister was reading was from, you know, WebMD or people who may not look like her or know they, they have the same experiences as her. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Or another thing was, I think financial literacy is something that we're not taught enough just in life, you know, in school. And I would love to create a mobile application, a website, something to help specifically people of color, um, but something to teach them anything from the basics to the most advanced things about managing their money, common myths and facts about money, um, how to how to invest, you know, how you should handle your 401k. Like I think these are all things that you can find if you look for it, but you also have to know what you're looking for. So I think it would be helpful to have a place where they people can just be like, this is where I can go to know how to finance a home or how to handle a uh, car loan or how to start a budget, you know, things like that. I think having something like that, particularly for black people and people of color would be really invaluable. Yeah. Um, so those are just like, you know, a couple of things again, like, and that kind of gets into the user experience thing where, I'd want to create this experience where, you know, black people can go and know that they are hearing from doctors, nurses, and surgeons that look like them. Mm -hmm. And I guess another part of that is 
having financial literacy where people can be like, I, this is an experience where I feel like I can learn and I can grow in it and I feel empowered. So I'll, I won't go on any more of my ideas because I have several, 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 but <laughs> those are just a few of the things, you know? Yeah, no, that's re- I appreciate that. And thank you for sharing. I, I think that that's really interesting, especially like when I was listening to you talk, like, Um, And like reflecting back on like some of the earlier things that you were saying as far as like, how do you disseminate this information to the particular customer and like um, share with them whatever like product you're potentially selling. And so like what I find to be interesting here is like that connection that you have as far as like, you know, addressing disparities, um, you know, as far as being a person of color, being black realizing like hey you know there are some alarming things especially you know when you had that own personal incident with your sister as far as like there are some things that could go wrong and like you know where is a place that i can um get that kind of information and so like um i find it interesting as far as like when it comes to like disparities in itself you know the foundational thing to like help people it's like when it comes to education, like, you know, people say, you know, is that old saying goes like you can teach, give a man a fish or you can like teach a man to fish. You know what I'm saying? And like uh-huh. when you teach them, like essentially like they eat for a lifetime. And so right. from like a um, marketing standpoint, like, you know, it's not necessarily as far as um, giving them like some type of product per se but more so rather giving them an experience that like um, an experience of education that helps them to get the overall experience for what they're looking for when it comes to life. Exactly. Exactly. I believe in, in goodwill. Um, and I guess to expand on that a little bit more, I was just having a conversation with my sister. There's a restaurant and Raleigh, North Carolina. I forgot the name of it. But to make a long story short, basically they don't, you can come in and you can order anything you want. And if you can pay for it, you can pay for it. And if you can, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of an honor system where, you know, and people will pay it forward. So if you come in and you have a uh, full-time job and you have an excess of money, like people will come in and knowing the type of restaurant it is, they'll be like, my meal is $10, but I'd like to give you 30 and whoever comes in afterwards, if they can't pay for it, they have a meal. Um, so taking that same premise and with goodwill, I think if you create, you know, marketing is important to promote and to um, get yourself out there. But if you create a product that's good and just has goodwill and has good intentions and it's just pure, hopefully people will feel that and recognize that. And if it, you know, provides value, hopefully it can, you know, be something that can almost market itself. So yeah, I really want to address those disparities. And I think if making accessible for these, making these things accessible, I think people will just appreciate it. And it kind of will be like a, a goodwill if you, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I find that to be really interesting because like, um, as you mentioned earlier, and I'm, I'm kind of making a little bit of a pivot here, but like, as you mentioned earlier, um, like you also DJ. And so like, as we're engaging in this conversation, it kind of like 
makes a little bit of sense to me and I explain why. So like, you know, as you were talking about from the marketing aspects, like um, you're really interested in kind of like this user experience and like really interested in like um, how to best engage with, you know, not only with um, how the particular individual navigates like um, whatever it's like a website app um, to get to a specific product, but like the value and like the intentionalness of it. And like, just as you were saying, being pure. And so like that relates to me in the sense of being a DJ and like, uh, I'm sure there's that similar type of process where it's like, you're playing certain type of songs to give certain type of energy so that overall, like people have a good night, they have a good evening, they have like whatever kind of event it is, like the experience there really kind of fits like what's going on, but like you can help in um, navigating people around what that experience is going to be like through um, your music and or the music choices that you choose. And so I'm curious, like what got you interested or started you doing that? Because I'm sure like, you know, when it comes to like having a career in just itself, like you keep yourself, that's busy, right? Like you, as you mentioned earlier, like work is going good. You got to spend time with family, you know, like uh, I'm sure you had some time to yourself as well. Like that in itself is just can keep somebody busy for the rest of their lives. So by adding in this additional um, activity of like being a DJ and being fully engaged with it, I'm curious around where that started from. You know, that started, for me, that started just taking car rides with my father um, and my mom. You know, they were always playing great music. Like, you know, I just went to an Earth, Wind & Fire concert with my mom last week. Um, <laughs> Love it. Those were, those were, those are things I was always hearing in the car, Earth, Wind & Fire, Michael Jackson, um, the Commodores, George Benson. Uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. Um, so that's kind of where it started for me. I just, I was just surrounded by great music growing up. And, and I didn't know at a young age that I would grow to love music to the point that I did. But, um, you know, as I got older, I, I think I started realizing more and more that I had a, an itch to be creative mm-hmm. and an itch to dive into the creative side of life and which I'm so glad that I did but I, one day I just started doing it so I started with music production like I bought a book on Logic Pro and I read it front to cover and I learned how to use the whole program and I just started making beats and then from there I was like well if I'm making beats and I know music I should probably just start DJing and so I, <laughs> I just walked into this uh, company called Power Station Events. I just walked in there one day and I was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a DJ job. I don't know how to do it, but I do know how to make beats and I do know, I do have musical training and I think I could be great at this if somebody were to, you know, help me. And luckily they were just looking for younger DJs. You know, at the time I was like 24, 25 um, and now I'm 29 now. So they were looking for DJs and they hired me and from there I just started doing it and i would love for it to be something that i do more of i would love to do less of marketing and more djing but that's how i got started yeah no that's interesting so like what's the what's the change driver for that as far as 
um, your interest towards doing more DJing as opposed to marketing, because it's like when you were describing as far as why you like or why you were interested in DJing as far as um, the creative side for it, like I would argue as far as uh, being in marketing, like there is a creative aspect. Like I, yeah. what I'm curious about though is like, does DJing seem to be more, um, for lack of a better term, freelance creative in the sense of like you have a little bit more control around, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're like DJing like a, a corporate event versus like DJing like um, a college house party, <laughs> you're playing two totally different type of music. But like even yep. just, you know, from like our conversations earlier as far as just like user experience and like um, um, having like that um, pure engaging aspect of it, like does marketing yeah. because of its um, professional nature, right? Like you mentioned, there's like methodologies that go with it. And like, though I'm a, like I'm a type A person, so I love my processes and methodologies, but like, is that kind of restrictive to like the creativeness of it? Or like, does it help um, produce like a, I would, you would say like more manufactured product because it's like, if I follow this me methodology, I get to this point as opposed to with DJing, it may be like, I don't know how this night's going to potentially end, but this is the set that I'm going to run. Yeah, no, right, this, this is, this is really interesting. Um, so for me, as I've gotten older and gotten more experience in my marketing career, you're absolutely right. So marketing does have a, a, a high level of creativity that is needed for it. Um, but it's in a, like a restricted way, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas music for me, right? So like, so if you're doing a wedding or if you're doing a corporate event, you obviously have guidelines that you need to stay within. Um, but for me, the difference between the creativity in marketing and the creativity in DJing is like DJing is more of self-expression, right? So even if I'm not DJing an event, even if I'm just sitting in my living room and just, you know, spending some records, like that's just based on how I'm feeling in a moment. And it's, it's centering for me. It's like, it's like meditative for me. Like I can sit down and I could have be having the worst day and I'll sit down and I'll do it. And next thing I know, it's two hours later. Um, so for me, it's like the, the difference between marketing and DJing is DJing gives me that, and, and making beats and just music in general gives me that outlet, that 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 centering feeling, that grounding feeling. That you know, when you lose track of time and, and space and everything that's going on around you, and you're in the flow, like music gives gives me that. Whereas marketing. And it's, it's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, I've always, I've worked in corporate America for a long time, but I think the restrictiveness of it has been difficult for me. Mm. Um, whereas music, it's, it's your world. It's your playground. Yeah. You, know, you can do what you want. So those have been the main differences for me. And, and, you know, like I said, that's why I think I have struggled with, with corporate America school <laughs> like I, I always hated school <laughs> i got through it you know i went to college but 
man, I hated school. Um, I think I'm just naturally just like a creator by by nature. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. And like, I kind of like I, I really like where this conversation is going, and like I really kind of want to like pivot where we talk a little bit about kind of what that next chapter looks like for you. You know, like you you have a very interesting like um, I would say like triple aim that you could approach, right? Like you could just go through the route of going up the corporate ladder and like the marketing aspect, cause you know, you're doing well. And then like you just mentioned, like you just got a user experience certification. Like, you know, you may not necessarily um, know if you want to become like uh, a CMO or like director or something of that nature. But like, I, I'm assuming just based upon like the experiences that you've had and like the investment that you're making towards these experience like you could easily just work your way up that particular ladder while also simultaneously you're building like a career in like djing as well and like um like you know as you mentioned beforehand like going into like a, a corporation or a company and saying like hey like um i just like i just need my break like i have the the raw talent i've um done a little bit of self I'm studying taught myself these various different skills i just need that kind of breakout so i can like help mold and like develop this particular skill set and like then there's this third component which i think is really interesting and like um really defining of like um our particular generation so like when i say that i mean like individuals who are in their like late um late 20s like early early to mid 30s and like really trying to get to this point where you know we there's this aspect of they call it fire being like financially independent and retiring early and like yep. that financial independence component of it like i think that there's even a, a deeper layer around like being independent and being able to move in this world um without the restrictiveness of like whatever kind of systems that are in place right like we get right credit cards that potentially put us into debt and then we have like um a hamster wheel that we're just trying to pay off this debt and like sometimes people get caught up in the minimum payments and then interest rates get higher and like as we're seeing now with um as inflation and uh interest rates are like rising and things of that nature that's not going to make it any better for people that are already currently in debt and then you know other situations come into play where it's just like you have responsibilities like you have um family or you have like someone gets sick or you get sick and you find yourself in a role that gives you like what people call security or stability right like they give you insurance they give you um you know a 401k they give you like potential bonuses and things of that nature and all you got to do it's just do a job, right? Like you just got to be there for eight hours, maybe 10 if your salary or if your salary probably going to be there longer than that. But like, you know, at least eight hours, I will put it like that. You know, if just sit there and just do your work essentially and like, we'll take care of you and people can get comfortable in that. But like, there's this aspect of like being free, like, deciding where it's just like man i don't really feel like working today 
or like, man, like I really want to uh, like go on this trip and like travel and like get all these experiences because just like with you, you're an individual that, you know, you have a job that one could say engages in your creative outlet, but there's this whole other world to you that what music does in the self of like um, self-expression where not only does it help you just navigate and get through like a difficult day, but it also can like help um, express like an experience that you're trying to share. And so I think like overall, and I'm trying, I'm going to bring this into summation. So like, I'm not rambling too much, but like, what, what I think is really interesting about all of this is like how you can kind of create this kind of pathway when that third option doesn't necessarily always seem as clear, right? Like there's always a, a pathway towards, um, like, um, really and truthfully kind of any kind of career like nowadays where people can go up the corporate ladder and just work their way up there people can be like independent and like create their own business and things of that nature but truly being free in the sense of like doing what you love but then also engaging in other things to help develop what you love but also what you um take care of your own priorities and like um, take care of yourself that is the the pathway that is interesting to most people but it's not necessarily the easiest to engage in and so like right. i'm curious for you like as you're talking about like um you know uh, not necessarily potentially making the shift towards djing over marketing but like as you've expressed this interest towards that how have you or have you thought of a way to take that step towards that and be in that more, for lack of a better term, independent lifestyle? Um, because you've seen the benefits of being in the corporate world and the stability that can provide, but you also see the the free, freeness, if you will, of being a DJ and like, you know, kind of building a career in that and being like a, um, an independent contractor. Yeah. So these, this, so you made a lot of good points and I feel like you kind of nailed it on the head as far as how I'm thinking. Um, I'll be, I'll just, I'll just be honest. I, like I, <laughs> I hate working, man. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. It, it is sound it sounds it sounds lazy it sounds you know bad it sounds like you know like your typical millennial but i don't mean it in that sense like i don't i don't mean in a sense of i hate working hard i just think there's so much more to life than um clocking in in the nine to five and and spending so much of your life just trying to survive and just and making money for someone else. Yeah. Um, I've always just, you know, and so, you know, in a perfect world for me, you know, it's, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. If, if I would just like wake up and they were just, they were just randomly someone somehow, somewhere just put $50,000 in my bank account. Right. I just woke <laughs> up and I was $50,000 richer. I would quit my job immediately and I would just 
try to pursue a DJ career, try to pursue a music career. Like I would just spend my time doing things that make me happy. And I would also try to out simultaneously take those marketing user experience skills and start building businesses that I think can contribute to the greater good. Um, I just have never, like, I remember being a kid telling my mom and my dad, like, I don't want to work a office job. And he, you know, here I am working an office job because that's kind of where the constructs of society have taken me. You know, they take, they tell you, you go to high school, you go to college, you go to college and you get a, a job and you just work that job. You don't ask questions. You don't challenge anything. This is just what you're supposed to do with your life. But I've always looked at it differently. And for me, the number one priority is freedom. I want to wake up, make a beat, DJ a little bit, go travel, go for a bike ride, come back and then work on my business and then go to sleep. And knowing that like I can survive and I don't have to worry about my well-being. Um, so... I really, even the steps that I'm taking now on corporate, you know, I'm, I'm working this corporate job to try to get to the point where I can maybe take a leap of faith and be like, okay, I'm ready to do this teaching thing. I yeah. saved up enough. And even with, with music, like, if that were to take off, that would just be a stepping stone to, all right, this music thing is taking off. Maybe I have some notoriety. Maybe I have a good amount of money. What can I do to start making these this this financial literacy application what can i do to start making this website for uh this medical website for people of color and for black people what can i do to start making this wedding planning application you know those are the, the steps that i want to take i've never wanted to work in marketing for someone else <laughs> yeah it sounds bad but like I, I just sit there every day man i'm just like I have so much more to offer the world. Like, I just, I feel trapped. Mm. Um, so hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, no, that, that answered it perfectly, man. I think um, to that last point, as far as feeling trapped, as you mentioned, like, I think that that's a, a key point that is really true for like a lot of particular individuals, right? Like we, like there are individuals that, um, are blessed in the sense of they get to navigate the um, like education system and don't go through any kind of debt. You know whether they get scholarships, grants, whatever. You know that helps them out and like they get through that point. There are individuals that you know are um, financially savvy enough and like um, steadfast enough to undergo their like early 20s mid 20s without le having to leverage like credit cards to make ends meet or without having to or having the um i guess you could say confidence to know like you know that their time will come and like don't use credit cards to um have uh, uh brief moments of satisfaction for lack of a better term and uh there are individuals who you know, as life goes on, like um, really and truthfully, like they they grow and they develop within their careers to where um, they can reach this point of independence. But like on the contrary, you know, there are people who, um, you know, 
have to go into um, to debt because they want to take that next step and like they see it as a potential investment, right? There are individuals who have to um, use credit cards or make the mistake of using credit cards and like add that kind of consumer debt on top of like student loan debt. And then there are individuals who um, I'm going to say, unfortunately, but like be in the same role for like 5, 10, 15 years. And like, yeah, you might get like a little bit of bonus here and there or like your pay rate may go up a couple of dollars here and there and stuff. But it's not catching up with the rate of inflation. It's not going to catch like um, how the economy goes because it can be terminated at any kind of given time. And so they're kind of caught in this, um, for lack of a better term, hamster wheel. And like, um, it, it can be really restrictive. So like, I totally get um, what you mean by that. But like, I also really like that component of what you were saying in the beginning of saying, um, by saying doing things that makes you happy. And I think that that's like a really key point that like a lot of people kind of struggle with, right? Like, you get caught up in like just trying to make ends meet, just trying to do a good job at work, just trying to be a good husband, father, um, daughter, sister, whatever, like trying to just for lack of a better term, exist and live well in this world that sometimes people forget what really and truthfully makes them happy. And so like, I, I think that, um, what we've kind of touched on here as far as getting into that next chapter of being like independent and being free is like first identifying what really and truthfully makes you happy as an individual and then leveraging whatever kind of skill sets that you have to develop um, that kind of scheme, if you will, or plan to get to that kind of independence. And uh, I'm curious with you, around specifically you know i know you talked about like the different kind of business ideas that you have and like the different routes that you can go with like djing things of that nature have you kind of thought of like a a exit strategy i know you said like if someone drops that fifty thousand dollars like into your account but like have you thought about how you can get that fifty thousand or like um what will be that kind of gust of wind that kind of pushes you off the edge to make that leap of faith yeah that's a, that's a good question so I've, I've i've thought about a couple of things um one so i think in in there are going to be situations in life where you're just going to have to bet on yourself a little bit so you know i've thought about taking out like a, a pretty large loan and just quitting my job and then just spending day in and day out trying to to build the business and the lifestyle that I want. Um, but then again, you know, that comes with insecurity, right? If you don't have a job, <laughs> you know, you're quitting your job and you're taking out a huge loan and it's pretty much like you gotta, it's, it's do or die, right? Like, so that's a little bit daunting. Um, I guess the other strategy, which is kind of what I'm working on right now was, you know, the reality of marketing is it's a good job, but there are jobs that pay a lot more, especially in business and in, you know, in insurance. Um, so simply just, and this is part of the reason why I also started, you know, 
working on a certification, a UX designer can make a lot of money. <laughs> right? yeah. So, so, so like for me, I'm looking at, it, I was like, okay, maybe one step I need to take is to get out of marketing, get it, get to a point where I'm making almost like an excess of money. Cause you know, I'm single. I don't have any kids. You know, I can, I have, I am fortunate enough to be able to save a lot of money. So I wanted to just get a, a user experience job, which is more aligned with the things that I like and will pay better. And then maybe stack for a year or two and then be like, all right, it's time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so those are like the two things that I kind of been thinking about doing and, and, and I'm trying to you know, piece it together little by little, but that would be my main way. Those would be the two main ways for me to start to get into the DJing and the music thing. Um, and then hopefully eventually get into more things after that. But I've been thinking long and hard, like, you know, I'm thinking about moving too. So I'm looking at cost of living. There's some places I had to turn down that I really wanted to go to because I'm like, well, if you get a salary bump and you go to a place with a lower cost of living, that just puts you closer to the point where you can just quit your job and just do what you want to do. So yeah. doing a lot of thinking about things for sure. Yeah, no, I, and I, I really appreciate and like, like that intentionality that you put behind that as far as not only just thinking about like the salary bump, because everyone likes that, but then also like considering how the cost of living plays a role as well, because I think, you know, when we all think about like, um, making decisions and things of that nature, it's like, you know, you kind of have to think like in one, two, three quarter, like aspects, right? Like you can't necessarily think, um, presently, like you want to be present, but like when you're thinking about working towards a goal, you have to think in like futures tense and like how making yep. this present decision is going to impact the future that I want to have. And so like, right. I really like, um, that component of it. But one thing that I also really like that you talked about was, um, like even thinking about like making that shift towards like a different type of job and like thinking about how you can leverage the experiences you have now to become like a user experience, like designer and like going into roles that give you that kind of experience. So you can make, um, this kind of pivot and developing like this kind of tool belt for experiences that you can pull from to one day develop, you know, your own independence, whether it's like your own company or just a business that is, um, just yourself and like self-sustaining to itself. Like, I, I think I really like, uh, where you're going with this and like how you really want to approach it. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate it. It's not, it's a, it's been a long process since it's taken a lot of thought, a lot of doubt, <laughs> um, a lot of questions, but you put it perfectly. I think I just took a look at my, the skills that I have, the skills that I want to acquire, and I was like, well, how can I make this a perfect marriage um, and also use it to make more money and potentially level up to the real career and the real interests that I have and then the real freedom that I'm seeking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, user experience seemed like a logical step. And, you know, when marketing requires a lot of copywriting and strategy and psychology and so does user experience, you know, like designing mobile applications and websites, you have a lot to think about. So... If I can do something in the same type of category and field and also 
get a, a salary bump and then also, you know, make plans on the side to do the things that I really want to do. Um, I'm willing to do it. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a, 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 a very interesting process for sure. But I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like, I, I, I think this is the way to go. And you know, whatever happens, happens, you know, I, I've, I've realized now the value of acquiring knowledge and acquiring skills. Mm-hmm. You know, something I really admire about my father is like that man just like knows a lot about a lot. <laughs> like he could just like, and you know, as I've gotten older, I really appreciated that because it allows you to be in so many different spaces and it offers offers up so many opportunities. Like. You know, I'm 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 at a point now where I just want to learn. Like I'm, I uh, like I'm buying like so many books, like and so many for dummies books, so many books on like being better as a person, um, like a self help if, if if you know is a way to put it. But yeah, man, when you learn these things and and like it just allows you to apply them in so many different ways. Knowledge is power, you know. And so the more you know, the 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 more value you can bring to yourself into the world. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to do as much as I can and learn as much as I can, and hopefully it will all piece itself together. And I'll be able to sit back one day and be like, man, it took it took a long damn time, but <laughs> <laughs> this is worth it. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that, man. I'm, I would say that I'm in a very similar chapter in my life, you know, and like i i really appreciate you touching on that because you know as i mentioned earlier um before like we started recording and stuff like this is uh the last episode of this particular season of don't be coy and like you know that's kind of what i really wanted to like touch on right like this season was about like things that i learned in my early 20s and like just through like even for example like this particular conversation we didn't necessarily have Um, the specific conversation to say like these are the specific things that I learned in my 20s but like what really and truthfully it is and how I feel life works is it's like life is based upon the experiences that we learn is based upon the experiences that we have and like you know as you um, started into like your marketing career and then like got into DJing like you learned a lot about yourself. Like you learn, like, man, I can't do this forever. Like you already knew you didn't want to be in a corporate role to begin with, but like, you know, right. it's like, Oh man, I'm here. How am I going to figure my way out? And like, um, I think, um, this is like a, a really good pivot towards like what season two is going to be about, which is talking about like moments of transformation and like how we transform into like from these past and present experiences and like get prepared for like what that future experience is going to be like and how can we be as present and as intentional through those moments of transformation so that not only do we reach our goals but we reach our goals beautifully man and so like uh i uh i really appreciate you um being on the show um really appreciate the conversation that we've had today um, if you don't mind, I have a few lightning questions that I do on every single episode and, um, oh, yeah. yeah, like go through those and then I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. I appreciate you having me too. This is a great talk. Uh, it was, it was, it was good to 
talk these things out and talk to somebody who's in a similar state of mind and mindset too. So I appreciate it. Oh, for sure, man. So what's your favorite relaxation or self-care activity? Ooh, um, music, definitely. <laughs> Listening to music, DJing music, make, making music. Um, I definitely have found, well, you said favorite, so I won't go into more. Music, anything music related. No, you could go into more. It's, it's your answer, man. <laughs> uh, I definitely find myself enjoying walks. Which I feel like I feel like such an old person saying, <laughs> saying that, but um, yeah, you know, the power of some, taking a 10 minute, 15 minute walk, I mean, I could really, you know, turn your day around. Um, so yeah, music, walks, reading, um, I think those are my, you know, my favorite things. And if it's a weekend, you know, maybe some, some liquor, <laughs> you know, the best I feel that. Uh, what's your best book recommendation? I have two. Uh, anytime someone asks me, like, do you have any books that you recommend? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm -hmm. and The Seven Spiritual Laws for Success. Mm. Two different books. One talks about, one is more practical based one is more spiritual based but i think that if you tie them both together you can find yourself living a intentional and, and fulfilling life mm. i totally understand that man love it i love it and then lastly one person you want to thank for your journey thus far man uh just one person <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm going to cheat a little bit. I want to thank both of my parents. Um, mm -hmm. Particularly, you know, my dad, because of the creativity that he instilled in me and the, the you know, the willingness to just learn and the curiosity that he instilled in me and my mom for um, showing me the value of love and care like in unconditional love, unconditional care, um, the value of a strong woman and, you know, the, what it takes to, to be a strong person in this world. So both my mom and my dad have taught me anything. As I get older, I just think back, I'm like, man, like I'm so lucky to have had these people to guide me as a kid who knows where I would have been. So my mom and my dad, definitely. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I totally understand that completely. Well, man, I really appreciate you again. And, um, you know, thank you for being on the show. And I, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of your day, too. All right. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.